0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. You can find all of my written reviews there, almost 4,000 of them to choose from, at Quipster.net. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today I'm going to be looking at a film that's out in a limited selection of theaters right now. It's called Their Finest. It's a comedy-slash-drama. It's rated R for some language and a scene of sexuality. It runs an hour and 57 minutes. The main stars are Gemma Arterton and Sam Claflin, with supporting roles going to Bill Nighy, Jack Huston, Paul Ritter, Rachel Sterling, Richard E. Grant, Henry Goodman, and Jake Lacey, as well as appearances by Jeremy Irons and Eddie Marsan. The director is Lonnie Scherfig, and the screenplay is by Gabby Chiapi, who is basing the screenplay on the novel Their Finest Hour and a Half by Lisa Evans. Their Finest is set in 1940, around the time of the London Blitz during World War II. It stars Gemma Arterton as Katrin Cole, who's a fledgling screenwriter from Wales who has been hired by the British Ministry of Information, the Film Division, who are looking for women to fill in for jobs, some of the men lost in order to go fight the war, and for her to come work in London on inspirational films that are geared toward women. Later, Katrin is hired on to help with a full-length feature. It's meant to shore up the viewing public, particularly the female viewers, to the cause, as well as to keep the morale up during this bleak time for the country. Katrin's first uncredited task is to help craft the women's dialogue, called by men in the industry as the slop, In this narrative that's based on the true story of twin sisters who saved the lives of many wounded Brits evacuating Dunkirk while en route to rescue a friend, complications arise when it's discovered that the real story is not quite as heroic as they originally thought, but being this is wartime... The public needs any positive news that they can get and that means that the story is going to get highly embellished once it's all said and done especially when the war department wants to inject new elements to foster sympathy from the viewers in the more neutral-minded united states at this time to join the war effort Their finest, as I mentioned, is based on a novel by Lisa Evans, is adapted by a veteran television scribe, Gabby Chiappi, and it's crafted by director Lonnie Scherfig from Inception to go down pretty easy for broad-taste audiences who are looking for a thoughtful and feel-good period piece. The trademark dry British humor is a major selling point for this undertaking, which also sets it apart from the broader humor that you can find in Another period piece comedy about social issues and occupational hurdles for women in the workplace, Hidden Figures, just last year. The performances are fine. I would say they're much better than they would seem to be. If you were just to look at the dialogue on the written page, a lot of life is breathed into the roles here through expert precision by the likes of such actors like scene-stealing Bill Nye as the long-in-the-tooth actor with the comically narcissistic air, Ambrose Hilliard, and Gemma Arderton is giving a sympathetic and very emotional portrayal of a woman at a particularly tough crossroads in both her career and her personal life. Sam Claflin is also of appeal as the casually sexist, smarmy foil, and obvious potential romantic interest tom buckley who's the head writer for the film katrina's working on it's fun to watch the behind the scenes machinations and the compromises being suggested and enacted as the project courses on less interesting is the relationship issues Katrin must deal with at home and at work with turns that run especially contrived at distracting from the larger and more interesting themes of the film now some skeptical viewers are going to see their finest as yet another movie about how filmmaking can save the world you know couple this with the World War II setting you would gather the entire creation had been constructed with awards consideration in mind given how films with both of these angles both Filmmaking, Saving the World, as well as World War II films are often in the running in awards season year in and year out. Now, while it does play out so that prototypical crowd and award panel pleasing effort meant to go down soft and easy, it is nevertheless enjoyable as an entertainment, even if it is maybe too glossy and too formulaic an approach to buy as a depiction of how events might have actually went down back in the day. Nevertheless, to the film's credit, it does not ignore the tragedies that are going on all around during the Blitz. It offers some poignant moments amid the devastation of the bombing, and it's to Surefix's credit that she's able to tie those downbeat moments in without losing the overall tone, at least until it draws closer to its conclusion where things begin to take turns that don't quite jibe with the spirit you'd expect from the first half. This one rides high on nostalgia and sentimentality. It has witty dialogue and actors who make their respective characters a breeze to watch. It's an enjoyable film worth a look beyond typical blockbusters at the multiplex. Perhaps it's not an unintended irony that the making of a film in which facts are glossed over for what seems most heroic, including the unnecessary injection of a love story, an American actor, and dialogue punched up for audience effect, would itself be the kind of film exemplified in the course of its own story. Cinephiles looking for something fresh or with edge may not find much here to sate their interest, but those who are just looking for a well-produced, down-the-middle tale of the grit and determination that went into wartime movie making from days gone by i think their finest will be good enough to enjoy for the duration even if it won't likely take up many spots in annual top tens among film critics. I'm giving their finest three stars out of four, and three stars on my scale means that I do think that it's a worthwhile film if this is the kind of movie that is of interest to you. If if you like somewhat old-fashioned films, especially one set in the 1940s, this does capture some of the films that were made in that era into a much more modern sense. Obviously, it's an R-rated film here, but it's a film that runs high on likability even if plausibility is not something that you would find much within the course of the story. But as I mentioned, it's kind of a breeze to watch. So I think that I would recommend it to most people who are inclined to like this kind of movie. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review. If you did, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button and you'll continue to get all of my reviews as they come out throughout the course of the year and beyond. If you want to get all of my podcasting work, though, you'll also want to subscribe to the In Session Film Podcast because I do film reviews there for the extra film segments The films that I review on that show are exclusive to that show, too. So if you want all of my reviews, check out InSessionFilm.com for all of the details. And if you happen to be on iTunes and you want to leave a review, it greatly helps out the show. The Quipster Film Review Podcast is the name of this show. Thanks, everyone. And until next time, please enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies.